Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Sam and Peter. I'm still Peter. He's still Sam. Ooh. I've stolen your intro. It happened bit. in the reverse. <laughs> I saw your I saw your mind kind of like g- grappling that one, flipping it around. You just wanted to say I'm Sam and he's Peter. Yep. No, but I didn't stuff it up. So fuck <laughs> you. Um. Uh, episode yeah, twenty seven. Yeah. Second episode we've recorded today, which is weird yeah. because this episode is going to be released before the episode oh, we recorded first behind today. Behind the curtain magic. Yep. Behind yeah. the scenes. It's so much fun. It's um, it's really beginning to feel like... I was, I was telling Peter beforehand, it's the closest this has ever felt to like a job. <laughs> like, a, like not, not that I don't like it. It's, I really like it. Like, if this was I mean, a job, I'd I mean, at this so point, happy. we're entirely just doing it for ourselves. Yeah, but... You know, like I mean, we we had like actual planning go into oh, there. Oh yeah, it's weird. Sort of. We've but, got a recording schedule. Yeah, it's written Which, down on notepaper. But. Yeah, yeah, on notepaper. We've like organized Facebook chats and oh, yeah. all that fun stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're prefer- uh, almost professional, not quite. Sending things to the company email. Yep, that's it's great. That's uh, abwsp at gmail dot com if you want to send us an email. Yep, please don't reason. send us horrible spam. Uh, yep. We're not, we're not interested in Nigerian princes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, we're, we're going to probably be a bit all over the place this episode, yeah. but that's fine. That's kind of all par for the course. That's what you listen to us for. Yeah. It's not for our relevant and up-to-date uh, impressions on things. It's all we do impre- just the rambly bullshit. We do impressions now? I just imagine us doing very up-to-date impressions of people. <laughs> Like Christopher Walken. Can you do an impression? Guys! Uh, nope. No, nope, we can't. That's the answer to that one. Uh, today we, we're, uh, we're drinking Great Barrier Reef beer. Yeah. Um, well, and there's it's, a no, story well, it's behind called, that, It's right? called Great Barrier beer. Oh, Great Barrier. Sorry. Sorry. Damn right you're sorry. sorry. So the interesting and cool thing about this beer that we're drinking this week. Actually, first of all, cheers, Sam. Oh, cheers, friend. Um... So the in- uh, the interesting thing about this beer is it's um, uh, the first social enterprise beer company. So what that means is um, that a chunk of the profits from the sale of this beer mm. go towards um, the uh, the Australian Marine Conservation Society. Okay. Which is the like society for conserving the Great Barrier Reef. So it is a barrier reef thing. Yeah. I was really concerned that it was actually nothing to do with barrier reefs. No, no, no. It's entirely just for the Save the Great Barrier Reef, um, which is pretty cool. Crafty. I got recommended this beer by my mum, who works with like startups and stuff for the government. So thanks, mum. Thanks, Andrea. Yeah. It's pretty solid, don't you think? It's a beer. Yeah, yeah. And it's for a good cause. So that's what we like on, on A Beer With Sam and Peter. Good causes and drinking beer. Yep, yep. We're, we sympathize as fellow chariot cases. <laughs> chariot cases. <laughs> chariot. <laughs> oh, we're after a fantastic oh, start here God. at the chariot. Beer With Sam and Peter chariot, chariot races. Cases. Sam is hot off the blocks. <laughs> Making mistakes left, right, and center. Oh, dear. But, yep, it's a beer for a good cause. Crafted with care for the reef. Yep. So, 
That's cool. Making it work is it just in? It's in. It's in bottle shops. Bottle now, shops I think. Some? I don't know where Mum got them from, but I when I went and picked up the beer for the other episode we recorded this weekend, they had some. So that's pretty cool. It's yeah. got a nice label, nice bottles. Tastes pretty good. It's a lager. That's our um, review. Yeah. It's, Go drink it because it's yeah. it's for a good cause. And who doesn't like giving to charity? Um, <laughs> what? I don't know. I just... Ima- I... <laughs> Never mind. So about that was funny to me. It's been a long day. <laughs> it's been a long day. Anyway, yeah. uh, we're going to briefly have a bit of a... Do something else a bit different yeah, for the podcast. Yes. Is we're going to insert s- in a segment. We've I'm got so the, excited about this. The final installment of our most popular and... I suppose over now segment survival, survival watch. watch. Yeah, this comes you know very late. Obviously, the uh, Australian survival has ended. Um, if you're on Facebook, you probably got spoiled about who won. But I mean, you're not coming to us to hear who won. Or who won? Now. Because we had like our episode that we released came out after the Survivor finale, and we were talking about there was still like five people yeah. left, and we were talking about who we thought would win. But which to- you predicted, by the way. I did. I did. So predict big ups it. to so you. If you're gonna go go back and work out. When I when I did that, you, you can. But yeah, I predicted that one. Pretty sad, really. Um. Anyway, we're gonna have a yeah. Brief, so brief stop here. Well, no, 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 not so. No, I want to. I wanted to introduce it for a second. So, if you cast your minds back to a couple of episodes ago, um, it was when we had Chris on as a guest for yeah. the second time, and I tried to do Survivor Watch, but Peter, you you weren't keeping up. You haven't kept up for a while. I actually didn't keep up that week. And I needed some sort of review. So I pulled out my phone and read out the, the frantic text from my girlfriend, Olivia. Uh, she just went nuts over the, over the episode. And that's how I, that's how we did Survivor yeah, Watch. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, Chris, I think Chris said on this on the podcast as well, but said like, man, you should just like, I'd love to hear that again. Um, but from the horse's mouth. From the horse's as mouth. It were. So, so uh, we're going to give you that. Uh, so we're gonna let this inc- our incredible. We've we've even gone and done some production, massive stuff. high production. We've, re- we've recorded our own intro to oh, the, yeah. su- the Survivor segment for its very last episode. Trade, trademark, um, uh, trademark a beer with Sam and Peter. Um, yep. beautiful. It's our first track. Yep. Uh, in our EP, off our, off our upcoming EP, Idiot Noises. <laughs> yep. Um, it's gonna be so, great. So please do enjoy album of the year. Yeah, out, out of the year. Anyway, take it away, pass us. <laughs> well, thank you very much, future Sam and future Peter, for what I'm sure would be a great introduction. I'm sure we nailed it. It was fantastic. Told everyone exactly what we're doing here. But welcome to Survivor Watch. Woo! Yeah, the final episode. It's serious this time. There was a half-baked introduction that you heard just before this. I'm sure it was ridiculous. I'm sure you don't want to know how much time I spent on it. It was a lot. But yeah, final ep- final episode of Survivor. I have an incredibly special guest here to talk to me, talk with me about Survivor. Basically because Peter just didn't do his homework for a while. And then, and then a little while after that, and then just basically stopped. So I have Olivia, my girlfriend here, to talk about Survivor. Hi, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> What's it feel like to be on the show finally? Because oh. you might be our, our most 
dedicated listener. I was going to say, yeah, um, it's strange. Strange. Yeah. I don't think I will listen to this when I <laughs> listen to the rest of the podcast. Well, we try and ask some, like, we try and ask every other guest whether they've listened to it, like, what they think, and a surprising amount of them just don't listen to their episode. No, I don't like the sound of my voice, so that would be why I don't listen. Well, that's just sad, yeah. you know. This will be therapy for you. <laughs> but uh, you may remember Liv, um, because she's, I've she's featured been, in many podcast yeah, stories. She's been she's been mentioned in many stories, and uh, a while ago when we had Chris on for the second time, we were talking about Survivor, going through Survivor Watch, and I hadn't done my homework either, so. Mm. You were pretty slack. Yeah, you helped me there. I just read out your frantic texts, like yeah. wall of text, text messages. I'd never been a huge Survivor watcher, and Sam told me that he was a huge one with his mom. They watched all the episodes, and then when it came to the actual Australian Survivor, yep. he watched maybe 50%, and I was hardcore dedicated every <laughs> Sunday, Monday, Tuesday night. Yeah. I don't know if I would watch... Oh, yeah, yeah, fair you enough. You were pretty slack. Yeah, I missed some stuff in the middle there. I got the important start. It was a bit sad for me because I didn't want to yeah. count myself as a huge Survivor fan and then it happened and I would even like... Be proud. Be proud of Try and move to different other events <laughs> I went to so I could watch Survivor. No, it's not really yeah. a pride thing. And we just finished watching uh, Survivor Redemption Island, which I banged oh, on about in the podcast. The American one's so much better. So much better. I think we'll get on, we'll get into how we thought about the season as a whole um, in a minute. But I thought we'd just run through the final episode because it was really long. It was about two hours. Oh, the Australian. Yep. Yep. And I realise once again that this is a little bit late, guys. It's very late. Yeah, but now you can listen. You just hear what we thought. We we thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how did that episode begin? We we had left L, Lee, and Christy. Yep. I think that's how it started. Going into it. Yep. So we just lost, what was her name? Flick? Flick, yeah. Who was my favorite uh, so far. Mm. I mean, I really I was really didn't like Lee for like a lot of the reasons that the jury ended up bringing up. Don't, do we give you know? away the ending? I mean, yeah, we definitely give away the ending because but it's, it's we, like a thousand years later. The episode. <laughs> um, hmm. I actually, when it got down to the final four, yeah, and then that episode started unrolling, the second last one, I got confused because originally I wanted L and Lee to be the final two. Yeah, you're a big Lee fan. Big Lee fan because he's just great. Mm-hmm. Um, and L is really nice. And then I started thinking, but they're not like this whole Australian Survivor has not been like a proper Survivor. It's been yeah. a very Australian one, like very much. Oh, we have to have mateship. We have to trust each other oh, there's, there's and be always, loyal. There's always those those people in most in most seasons. There's like what two or three, usually like big buff dudes who end up just being loyal and making it. But it makes fun. no sense because it's Survivor. Yeah. The point is, you have to vote people out. Suck it up. I mean, that's why. I, that's why I don't like those people because mm. it just doesn't seem very survivory. Except me. Lee was such a good competitor. Yeah. Also, I feel he like was Lee was and a nice guy. Pretty much. Like emotionally blackmailing people no, into no. being good. Like that was that was what really annoyed me about uh-huh. him, especially with Christy. Was yeah, there was times where you know Christy would be upset and Lee would come over. It's like I think he generally. Oh, don't did worry, that. Christy. You know I care about you. Also, also, you shouldn't listen to anyone right now, especially Flick. <laughs> yeah. I think he genuinely 
genuinely was trying to help her because she had that huge breakdown at the start of the season. He yeah. saw it and saw how vulnerable she was and was just trying to protect her. Yeah. But then no. towards, okay, in the final second last episode when Matt was trying to get, um, what's her name? Christy. Christy, yeah. To vote with him. Okay, yeah. And then she went and told Lee about it and said, I'm not sure what to do. Yeah, and then Lee's Fair just like... Fair enough that Lee was like, had a, went off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but you get his classic sort of, oh, you make your own decision, but, you know, can you live with yourself? Yeah, but yeah. what else is he supposed to say? I know, but he's She went very, to him. She's an idiot. The whole, the whole like, point, uh, like, the whole thing which he bases his speech on at the very end, right? To the to the to the jury. Are we we skipping to that part? Again, once again, we can mention it. <laughs> I think it's been a while, but like his whole point throughout the season, his whole like big thing was that uh, I believe that this game can be played and won. You know, whilst being an honest, you know, down to earth mate. He was doing it for his boys. He was doing it for his boys, but not really. He was. It was this whole thing. If if someone was trying to plan anything against him, which they should have been, because he was with Elle and you need to break up power couples and yeah. you should have tried to vote him off. He would just he would just, you know, say get on his like moral high ground. Be like, look, you know, I'm just standing for mateship and stuff and if you wanna be all sneaky you can be. But you you know, you should know that if you vote me off you're you're a sneaky bastard. <laughs> you're a terrible person. It's just not good. Mm. Anyway, should we get back to how the, the final d- episode dynamic actually again? Yeah, so unrolled. I remember there being a bit of like camp life, but nothing too interesting. Yeah. Other than Lee was mentioning how much he liked Elle. Oh, yeah. He started saying he did yeah. have feelings for her, um, you know, because they snuggle every night when they go to bed, which I think is just great because they would be <laughs> a very good couple together. And actually, since I've been checking out the the mags, oh. gossip gossip rags, wow! And it does seem while they're keeping it low key, they've met each other's kids. Yep. So it's a sure sign. Yep. That's it. Which is exciting. It's going to be beautiful. It would be yep. beautiful survivor couple. <laughs> oh no. Um. Yeah. So after the whole touchy feely crap, we went to the challenge. Yeah, the Which challenge. Which was an old school challenge. It was from the first season ever of Survivor. Yes. Really classic one. I, having recently watched another final challenge. Oh, yeah. It was a bit boring. It was a bit boring compared to that one. But sometimes it's really good when you have Christy and Lee and Elle, but mainly Christy and Lee, right, in, in a challenge and you want to make it equal. Yeah. You've got to pick something that's... Something like this, which was an endurance challenge. Yeah. And the very first... From the very first, first Survivor, um, if you guys remember that, you stand on two little posts, little dowels, uh, one foot's higher than the other, I think. That's meant to make it more difficult yeah. on your knees and things. And then you put your hand on an immunity idol. One hand has to be the same hand and the other hand just lies limp. It can't touch anything. Yeah, you can't swap them over. Huh? And you're just stuck there in that weird sort of, like you're climbing a step kind of position, touching the idol. If your hand goes off the idol, if your feet go up the things, or if your right hand touches anything, you're out. <clears throat> but what was worse is where they put them, because it was on... Um, oh, it was on, like, this right. epic this epic cliff. So yeah. it was, like, And they had the waves happening. crashing over them. Yeah. And they brought their family in. That was really sweet. That, they, that, that was sweet. A member of each. Christy's dad 
was milking it hard, which oh, I yeah. appreciate. You know, he's talking about how his little girl, you know, wanted to win the Survivor for so long. Yeah. Watched Survivor on his knee. He was good. He was good. The I challenge was... went for a crazy long time. Oh, yeah. I, I think mean, it was... e- I think everyone was hurt at the end. Oh, yeah. So, um... so Elle finally bowed out in like eight hours or something. No, it wasn't like, that it was long. Like, uh, it was, it was I think it was like four. I mean, four, eight hours, yeah. it was pretty tough. She pretty much, she fell to the ground and um, Jeff, no, what's his name? The new Jeff. The new the Jeff. The slightly worse Jeff. Yeah. The more interfering Jeff. Yeah. He had to carry her off. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Either. And then we just had Lee and Christy. Yep. And then, you know, after two more hours of laughs, yeah. Christy starts begging for Lee to drop out. Yeah. And, which And at this point, it's important not, to remember that... Uh, I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't like that either. But it was important to remember that uh, no one thought that Christy... Well, I, I actually said ages ago on the podcast that I thought Christy was going to win only because I thought it wouldn't be the most poignant ending to a stupid season of Survivors to have Christy win. But no one was expecting it, right? Like, people at the jury were already preparing... For her to have For the decision between yeah. Elle and Lee. Yeah. And... Yeah, no one was expecting it. Lee, uh, Elle dropped out. I'm not sure why. I feel like she was pretty good in that challenge. I was amazed that Lee stayed in because I know that Lee Cause it's so sucks big. with those challenges. Yeah, because it's so big too. Well, he, I think he hurt his knee or something. He was talking about yeah. how once he gets in a position like that, he just can't move. Yeah. Well, remember, he got out of cricket because he had a huge back injury or something and they said he'd never walk yeah. again. So can you imagine having to hold a pose without being able to move yeah. for him? But he was, it was his knee, I think, this time. He was, talk, he was. I think he did injure it in a challenge. Yeah, he was yeah. mentioning how he just couldn't move it. But he just stayed in there for he a was, very, very he, long time. He was incredible. Christy yeah. did. I mean, I appreciate that. Christy, like, looked at him and was like, you just let me win this one and I'll take you to the end. Which is just it. fantastic. Every single step of this, Christy has just made these ridiculously, just definitely, she keeps, t- her, like, favorite line that she shots out is like, I have to make. <laughs> A decision for me, you know, the best decision for me, and that's that's a sign that you know that Christy is about to fuck something up. Like she, the only reason she survived is she's been because of numbers, the linchpin between every vote. Oh, yeah, and every time, and no one knows which way she's swinging. She's that's flipped. how she manages to like stay in there. It's yeah, and that, everyone, it's just everyone, a lot of luck, Christy. State honestly. Well, yeah, I mean, a I guess few it makes smart sense. moves, but a lot of luck. It's very frustrating. It is. Least. She would have gone had they not done the big merge between those two tribes. Well, I, I remember so many tribal councils where someone was saying, it's well, we can't vote off Christy because Christy is just not a threat. Right? Yeah. Like, Christy's like, a, like, I wouldn't want to be involved with Christy in any group because I know she would just screw it up. Yeah. You, yeah, I would never trust or count her as yeah. a definite vote, yeah. which too many people did, which is the problem why she got so far. Yeah. Anyway, that pissed me off a lot how she um, begged for... She wanted a deal. Yeah, for Lee to drop out so she could... Yeah. Win. That's not how it's supposed to go down. But interestingly, I was thinking that a good, maybe it would be the right decision for Lee to take it. It's weird because you think, you know, if Lee wins, it's really great for him because... Um, in Australian Survivor, it's old school, so only two people at the jury. So that winner of that immunity challenge makes the vote, but it's basically just casts a vote and then just decides who's going to be with them on the jury. So if he wins, he takes L and they both get there, which is great. But if Christy was smart, 
which she isn't, she would pick L, I'm imagining. She might have... I feel like, in my mind, if I was Christy, you'd have a better shot against L than Lee. Mm, no, I think more people liked L. Really? Honestly, yeah. Because the whole thing with Lee and Sam having that big kind of... Oh, yeah, that was kind of upsetting. because Lee started to be the one leading the way with him and L, like he was the one almost picking who was going home, or he'd be the one everyone went to. Yeah. So he was seen as more of a decision maker. So I think Elle would have had a better shot, actually. Yes, fair enough. And I think Elle could have, oh no, actually I was going to say, talked her, herself up better, but she was pretty hopeless when she had to. <laughs> she kind of knew that what yeah. was going to happen. You know? Yeah. So for those of you who didn't watch it, Christy won the challenge. Yes, not through the whole agreement. Lee just fell over. No, Lee, Lee fell over. Christy was so upset because Lee had actually hurt himself on the rocks when he fell yeah. over. And Christy was like really struggling. She, she couldn't walk. Her dad carried her. It was kind of upsetting watching that challenge. She looked like a, yeah, it was like, like a broken person. Like everyone. Like when he carried her. It was just so yeah. upsetting. Ugh. Yeah, she did. She looked. She looked broken. Really bad. But then she looked great afterwards when she, it was her first ever challenge she'd won. The one that counted the most. <laughs> Which is so great. <laughs> it's was, so great. I think yeah. no one, there could have been no greater winner than I think Lee was a bit sad. You could. Yeah. I mean, that was his plan, right? Yeah. Get Lee to the end. I mean, get, get L to the yeah. end. And then race, of course, in the, the three person tribal with Christy. She stuck with her word mm-hmm. and selected Lee. For the first time. <laughs> For, the first time. <laughs> For the first time. She didn't swing. Stacked the plan. I, thought, I actually thought she was going to swing and vote Elle. I also thought that as well. Because of her comments that she made. Yeah, um, absolutely. But fucking... But Christy, she keeps you guessing the whole just, time. Just, just never assume that you know what Christy's about to do. Yeah. Anyway, Elle's gone. It's just Lee and Christy, and now they have to make their final address to the jury. And what's really interesting about this season is this all gets just gets done, which I really like. I think there's something... Hmm? In, in, in American Survivor... The votes get cast, and then uh, there's like a couple of weeks gap, or even more than that. Like, all the episodes get aired, and then they bring everybody back. Mm, it's a live final. And then have a live final, yeah. Which just seems strange to me. It's like a long while. Oh, uh, in America, Survivor's so huge, though, that yeah. leaking the person who won would probably, I would say, be a big issue. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, so it was good. So they made their... Oh, Lee did it. They both did a bit of a shocking job at... Yeah, they were both bad. Oh, Chris... I thought. The only way... Re- I've, see, I'm getting confused as to what she did say. Christy did her best Christy... to say what she should have. She said, like... She made some good points, which was... The only people that made moves... Like, everyone was saying, Christy, why don't you make a move? Yeah. Every person who turned up to the jury and did the old uh, JL thing. Yeah, the big move. Make a big move. They were out. Anybody who was intelligent in this season voted out straight away. It was kind of, it kind of reminded me of, like, like a muddy 1700s Transylvanian village or something where it's what? just, like, they're just lynching people. Every, like, uh-huh. new ideas. <laughs> Lynch the witch. Uh-huh. Um... Yeah, so she explained that, and that made sense. I just think they had a whole day to come up with an argument as to why they could win, and they oh, yeah. were both very sad. I mean, Lise was so sad. Oh, Lise was like, I'm just here for my boys. I'm here for my boys. That's and, it. Uh, 
I don't know why I did this. He doesn't sound like that, but I'm no. here. I'm here for my boys, and uh, also mateship. I'm I played ma- the way I wanted to play. Yeah. He didn't say anything that would make you really want to vote for him. Yeah. The yeah the Christy she did an she did right. a pretty good in her speech job of being like, you know, I actually made it. No one else did. I'm proud of myself. Yeah. But the the place she shone was in answering questions. Yes. She could actually have she I'm not sure if she did have a proper justification, but she sounded like <laughs> she, sounded she had like... a proper justification. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Lee didn't. Yeah, I mean I think actually this season went a lot like the other season of Survivor we watched. Where the jury was the really the deciding factor. Oh, the yeah. jury members convinced themselves way more than the actual mm-hmm. speeches at the start. Oh, definitely. And I think it was because in the other season that we watched, uh, Boston Rob wanted to control everything. It was a no-brainer to vote him out. So what he did is he voted out everyone that was smart. So you have everyone on the jury are the smart people. Yeah. And Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah. In, in, yeah, in this season, it's not like there was a big mastermind, but it was just, you know, vote out anyone who tries to do anything. So anyone that would try and do anything is on the jury. Um, and it makes for a really spiteful, vindictive jury. But also oh, some yeah. people who can make some really great speeches. Yes. Yeah. Who is um, the teacher? The snake. Yeah. Oh, the snake the in the snake. grass. What's his name? Nick. Nick. He he's questions. Bloody Nick. I remember he had good questions. Nick. Oh, Nick. Like, basically what happened is that we were on the fence <gasps> until the some of the jury members got up. Yeah. And then... Basically, the jury just proceeded to shit all oh, over Lee. Because <laughs> it was Nick who said to Lee, look, you made yeah. us feel terrible for actually wanting to play the game. Yeah. So why would we vote for you? And all the people who wanted to do that were on the jury. Yeah. So everyone was just sitting there with this jail spiteful look. Like, yeah, you, you... I think he used those words where it's like, you went up on your... You did your sermon on the yeah. mount. Yeah. You got up on that high horse. Yeah. And he used, he had like access to the biggest weapon of all in survival, which is an intelligent, level-headed, well-spoken argument, which is very <laughs> rare and is very very. He actually, useful. I think Nick put more time into his questions and what he was going to say yeah. than either of the two final people did. Oh yeah, yeah, and sure. and that was I. I'm convinced that was a big designing factor for a lot. Oh, of Nick left his mark on the game, which yeah. is what he wanted to do the whole time. And there were some similar things. There was some more vindictive uh, shit, which I never appreciate. Yeah, unnecessary stuff. JL, she Ooh. came out harsh, right? JL didn't have any questions, I thought. She just... Oh, no, she had some sort of, like, politician-style question where it really wasn't a question. It was yeah, just a statement. Yeah, it was strange. She led off with, like... She was like, what did she say? Who was it for again? I can't remember. Oh, it was Lee. Yeah. She said, like, selfishness... Oh, something or other, right. something or other, just describe shitty qualities and said like, Lee, you embodied these to me. Why should I vote for you? Yeah. She She's was pretty re- rough. Yeah. Just, oh yeah. She was rude. There yeah. were quite a few there who were just rude. <laughs> Poor Elle. She was pretty cute. She was the first yeah. one to ask a question. So Lee, what yeah, would you yeah. do with the money? What, what, what would be want? your first charitable act? Charitable act. That yeah. was it. Elle was... Definitely on that spin train as well, trying to help out Lee. Trying to help Lee, but everyone saw past it and blew Everyone else is pretty away. upset. And then Lee's only vote he received was from good old Elle. 
Yep. One single boat. One boat. Christy somehow Got miraculously. It was kind of a vindictive boat, I think. Oh yeah. They were over Lee being the hero. They didn't want a hero to win, yeah. really. They wanted Was Sue really really Sue, like Sue was gross? Mm-hmm. Didn't she get wasn't she pretty mean? No, Sue played Sue's question actually it was a bit harsher than I expected. It was for Christy. It, oh, remember, yeah, yeah. it was like you were trying to vote me out for a good part of the show. Yeah, yeah. And then Christy was like, well, what other chance did I have? This is how I got here. Yeah. You know? Cause and Sue was like, oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Sue's like, yeah, good on you. Yeah, what she was looking for was some sort of reassurance that that there was some reason behind all this. Yeah. That Christy had actually made some sort of decision. And I'm still not, I'm still not convinced either way. As to whether Christy was, like, doing all this for a reason or not? Hmm. It is interesting, because it's like, honestly, without Australian Survivor, she did play the best way for the people who were there. It was like, yeah. not give them just a solid yes or no, because people kept anything. swinging and changing anyway. Yeah. And also... Don't be the one to say anything. Yeah, don't be the leader, because you get voted off straight away if you want to vote out anyone who someone likes yeah. that's a bad thing team leaders didn't last long in Australian no. Survivor maybe that says something about us versus Americans because in every season of Survivor the Americans they kind of like need a leader a team leader yeah. I have a wonder because maybe so many of the Australian Survivors were big fans of Survivor and had watched every single one was it not because they knew that if the leader yeah. Like the leaders do get to the end in the American one, so they're like, cut them down as soon as we can. I think no one was really smart enough. I think Australians also have a bit of a tall poppy syndrome. Yeah. Where we just want the underdogs, we want to cut down the person who's doing well. Yeah. But for me, I just think no one could have pulled it off. No one was smart enough there. I mean, good old well, Christy Nick was... Christy was. <laughs> Christy was, yeah. Good old Nick was maybe the smartest guy there, and he, oh. even he was... Pretty dumb. He didn't. He it was that whole immunity thing he played so wrong. Yeah, well, it's actually been really entertaining throughout this whole this whole process. Oh, like yes. if you if you haven't watched, been watching Survivor with us, and you're really not going to like now. Sam for half of them, like me or like Peter for all or of Peter them. for all of them. Um, go check out Jury Villa. Oh my god, my which favorite. Is still available, right? I think so. Channel ten. Yeah, just ten play. The, yeah, ten play. That was my favorite thing. So I'd watch the episode and then wait. So the episode normally finished about nine. Then Jury Villa came out around nine thirty. Yeah. My God, that was the best thing. So it's when they get picked up from. I'm pretty sure Sam's mentioned it actually in a previous podcast, but they get picked up from where they've just been voted out, and they get taken to the health lady and they see yep. how much weight they lost and uh, them and stuff and yeah. actually see how they look in a mirror. Yep, because they haven't seen themselves in a reflection. And that actually gave me like great hope that they actually are it's camping to a day. Yeah, after being burned so hard by MasterChef. <laughs> yeah, which it's all kind of fake. This one, it's like their reactions are very real when yeah. they see themselves in the mirror. Which is really good. And then when they get to the villa, they just get this buffet, essentially, of food. Yeah. You see them see shower for the first time, yeah. soap for the first time, toothbrush. Chocolate. Chocolate. Oh, my. Chocolate cheese. and cheese. Oh. Yeah. I'm not sure which I would. Okay. Mm. What, Sam, what would your food be waiting there after you've just, just been eating 30 rice. days eating rice? I don't know. 
Chicken parma. I was going to say mine would definitely... Those chicken parma sliders. Mm, we had chicken parma sliders uh, whilst watching Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Oh, it was Which is a review so that's coming. Incredible. Yeah, a little teaser. Haven't seen that one yet. I think I would ask for chicken parma. Yep. And 100%. wine. And wine. And chocolate. <gasps> Ice cream. <laughs> Ice everything. cream afterwards. Can you imagine? The salted... No. I'm worried that if I had ice cream. ice cream, it would just kill me. You would throw up so much? Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised they don't get sick more. Oh, I'm sure they do. You just don't oh, see it? Yeah. I'm sure they just cut that out because no audience wants to see them throwing up. Yeah. It's not a thing. Yeah. I what? don't know. Anyway, we're getting a little bit off, yeah. off topic. The Jury <laughs> so, Villa, um, before we talk about what actually happens at the villa, I thought it was worth mentioning that the best episode to watch in terms of that first section where you go into a medical tent and you get assessed and everything. And usually it's a big shock. You know, I've lost this much. Oh my God, mm. look at my beard. Stuff like that. Elle's was fantastic. Oh. Elle had been there. She was the, she'd been there for the longest. Yeah. It's the longest possible jury villa they could ever have. Nothing. No change. And I loved her deadpan too. It was so yeah. great. It was so She's like, like, yeah, I look all right. <laughs> yeah. It was so like Dahl from the suburbs. Yes. Just like, oh, she was wonderful. Yeah. Oh, look great. Oh, no, no worries. And she'd lost, she'd lost no weight. Oh, she'd lost like, I think, 0.1 yeah. of a kilogram. And then she looked at her face and she's like, no, oh, I look pretty good. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, could you could, could you use a bit of a cleanse, yeah. I think. Yeah, skin's looking okay though. Yeah. Better than I expected. And there's just medical, you know, like the, the woman's just get, delivering all those set-up lines and just being really deflated every time. Yeah. So how does, uh, how does this make you feel now seeing your new weight? <laughs> just, yeah. Oh, pretty much the same. Don't get my chockies yet. And that then, yeah, get to the villa, and then that new dynamic starts developing as more people start coming into the villa. Oh yeah, it start- so the first few were really. I was surprised at how how nice they were. Yeah. Especially because the first few were the ones who'd really been at each other, like JL and Nick. But they were as soon as they got out, they were really friendly. Well, they were just really enjoying think- life. Yeah, I can only really think of one person who didn't do that, and that was Nick. Uh, oh, later though. Yeah, we had like m- many times where a new person would come in. My favorite was Sam. Oh, Nick. Sam coming in. Yeah. Sam came in and he was like, it's this, they had this great conflicting interviews where just before he enters the house, Sam's just having an interview and he's like, yeah, no, no, man, I'm really, I'm really excited to get back in. Um, oh yeah, Nick. Yep. Good point. But, um. Nah, I mean, outside the competition, we've had our ups and downs, and I'm sure he'll understand. I'm sure he's forgotten. You know, let bygones be bygones. And it, like, hard cuts to Nick's interview. He's <laughs> just like, I'm so angry. I'm ready to just, you know, I'll never forgive Sam. I'm going to tear into him. You know? Called me a snake. Yeah, called no, me a snake. No, I have family and friends. I have a reputation. I'm a person, too. <laughs> what I love, oh. quickly cutting to something different about Nick's, he, he got really upset, um... In the show, and also in Jury Villa, about people calling him a snake and how he was never trying to be strategic and evil. And then they released his audition video. Yeah. And he sold himself... As a snake. As the strategic, snaky teacher. He was saying, you know, I'm going to shake things up. I'm going to be the snake in the grass. Like he... What a tool bag. Oh, so he sold himself as this guy and they set him up that way. Rightly so. Yeah. And then suddenly he doesn't like, he starts thinking, ooh, 
you know, potential employees might see this. You know, my family <laughs> might see this in national Australia, show. As, as a whole, my students might, might see, see this. this. And then he thinks, oh, I don't want to be this person. Oh, snap. Idiot. I've had blow-ups uh, multiple times in weird places. The thing is, though, it's Survivor. You're going to get called something bad at some point, And everyone else copped that as well. Yeah. It was just that as soon as they left the game, it was like, oh, well, you know. It's okay, we can all be friends now because we're just people interacting. That was the... So most jury villas were not bad except when Sam came in and Nick had the discussion. But then they evened it out. But then when Flick came in, that was the only jury villa I actually didn't enjoy watching because everyone was so horrible about it. Like, everyone there had made big moves and yeah. been the reason people got voted out. For some reason, just people... But for some reason, they must have been talking so much about Flick and I how think, she backstabbed I Brooke, think people just her best friend. her as, like, the survive, survive this season's just, like, bitch. Which she wasn't. No. She, made, she was smarter than most of them, honestly, yeah. even though she didn't seem it. But she was. Getting rid of Brooke was a good move. Because yeah, Brooke, think... with her endurance, could have she yeah. would have walked it into the end. Yeah. And she was totally cool when she came into the villa. She, her and Flick were basically the same person right up until she got voted out, and yet she copped nothing. Yeah, I know. It was really. She weird. voted up. They actually loved her and said they wanted her to be at the end because she'd made big moves. And Which it's like, ridiculous. come on, guys! When Flick comes in, who's done the exact same stuff? Yeah, I just give think, her some credit. I think Flick just fit that pigeonhole. I think she fit the Mean Girls pigeonhole. She did. Yeah. She fit this whole thing of like. Um, you know, she's, she's doing stuff in the game. She's got like a big alliance where she's at the top. Uh, she is good looking. Yeah. I think, I think that was a big part. I think that was a really big part. She's good looking. She's young. She's got a pretty small bikini. Very small bikini. (laughs) And good in mud challenges. Good in mud challenges. That was so funny. (laughs) <laughs> that one, I, d- I don't like that. Anyway, so I was disappointed with everyone who was at the jury villa because everyone was laying on her when she was yeah. trying to enjoy her feast. Let no, the girl I eat. I really think she just fit that mean girl's vibe, as you said. Yeah. I think she handled all the questions and, like, well, it wasn't questions. It was just harsh stuff they were saying to her Bloody about what she did. I think she handled it really well. I was really impressed with her. Good. I mean, if she if she'd... Uh, cleaned up or submitted, I would have been really annoyed. No, she didn't. She was literally like, well, it's a game. I played it. I, g- I got to the Good. the fourth spot. Two big, two big middle fingers up and just walk out. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah. I was proud of that. Man, oh, I think the thing I'd have a hankering for would be the chocolate. Yeah. So... Before we just get sidetracked, oh, yeah. I'm, assuming, I'm sure we're going to have to go and get ice cream at some point. Today. I was going to say, I'm, I'm feeling... Did you hear my stomach grumbling <laughs> just, just before when we started talking about chicken parmigiana? Yeah, and you haven't even been on an island. <laughs> um, yeah, so before we, before we go and do that, uh, what did you think of this season as a whole? I'm going to say it ended, for me, in the exact appropriate way, with a lackluster kind of... Um, person being the sole survivor, which was a kind of silly, lackluster season for me. It was lackluster because afterwards, uh, Sam's already mentioned this, but we did watch the Redemption Island, so the American season like yeah. 22, and I we, 20, we keep coming back to this, or something. Right? and it was so good. Yeah. There was so much happening. 
you know, people were actually, oh, except Boston Rod's team, but people were trying to be strategic, but, yeah. and everyone respected that. And not being an idiot about it. Yeah. And so I think watching that while also watching the, the final end of the Australian one really took away from the Australian one. Oh, yeah. Because it was just so, it was pretty predictable and a bit boring, honestly, about yeah. what was happening. Whereas in the American one, for instance, there was a lot of camp life drama. Yeah. You know, when the two tribes merged, they weren't sharing food. That's the one thing that I've always, that I had a problem with throughout this whole season is there wasn't enough surviving in this season of survival. Mm, like, it was mainly usually, challenges. Yeah, you get a lot more of people having to eat rice or getting rashes or getting stung by stuff or... Where was all the fishing? I was a bit sad. There was like no fishing. I mean, I'm sure that's why they all were talking about how terrible food was. Go yeah. get some goddamn fish. In fact, they didn't think of... The other sources, but this, these are a group of people who can start fire. That's what yeah, we're talking about. True. So fishing was sort of a big a step too far. Mm. Um, who did you want to win out of everybody? Out of everyone, yeah. Oh, I wanted um, Kate, the girl who got the boil under her arm. Yeah, want I wanted Kate. her to win because not only was she was smart and strategic, she was a really like awesome chick. She was good at challenges, and that's why they got rid of her so early on. Yeah, that's just pretty cool. Which was sad. Or Blondie. Um, what's her name? Phoebe would be my Phoebe. Is that's that, it. Is that you talking about? Yeah. yeah. That's Phoebe. It. I would like Phoebe to win. Phoebe was good. Yeah. Phoebe was fun and kept it like interesting. Yeah. And she uh, did some smart stuff. Except, if Rowan hadn't uh, fucked it up and if... No, you know what it was? It was Christy who stuffed up Phoebe. Yeah. Oh, everyone stuffed her up. Remember that vote yeah. where no one voted for the right person? Yeah. Rowan voted oh, for a cat. So cat voted for Rowan. Christy voted for who knows who. And I felt sorry for Phoebe. See, Phoebe should have never counted on Christy. That was her downfall, was trusting Christy. Yeah. Yep. No, she did well. Yeah. And then good old host stuffed it up. Remember that? Oh, what what is his name? Jeff 2. Jeff 2. Jeffrey. Uh, anyway. The the second coming of Jeff. <laughs> he Buff was, Jeff. He was so involved in the game. It's like he was actually forcing the outcome a bit. Yeah, well, for instance, when Brooke turned up to try and pick, she was all set to pick Phoebe and then he made a point of saying, now, Phoebe, how do you feel after that huge move that you pulled last time? Yeah. You know what? You've been actually voted for three times and yet you're still alive. You're a great player and someone that (laughs) you shouldn't take. That was really annoying. that was stupid. Yeah. Anyway... That was Survivor Watch. I'm sorry it ended on a downtime, but that kind of sums up the season, I think. <laughs> for those of you who didn't catch it. A didn't poetic catch ending for the season. Very much so. Christy won. Lee lost. We're all sad. Yeah. <laughs> At the season, really. I'm just dead inside afterwards. It's not like I'm sad. I just have nothing left to give for this season. Um, but tell us what you think of Survivor Watch. I know I've heard from a few people... Uh, just face to face. That is their favorite part of. Is it a few or is it my friend Mitch? <laughs> you know what? It's, it's few. By a few, it's three, and three is okay for me. You know. I know. Uh, because we're tiny. Because no one comments except me. Hey, grandma. Um. Yeah. No one comments, unfortunately. But leave a comment if you want to see Survivor Watch next year, because I'm sure we can rustle that up. We can keep that amazing intro going. Uh, you know, wait, uh, hang, hang out for uh, our first to be with Sam and Peter album. Is that my Christmas present? Launched, uh, might be. Launched later next year. Uh, I think we're going to call it Idiot Noises. Sounds appropriate. That's just you speaking 
and normally, right? Oh, oh, and with that deep bird, I'll pass it back to <laughs> pass it back to now past Sam and Peter, those two handsome lads. And we'll see how that goes. We're just doing some silent seeking. And that's the segment. Oh, wasn't that great? <laughs> I thought it was I, I mean startling I, insight. I'm really happy that we get to do we get we got to do this segment. And just to have a little a little a little mini sode Inside this one. Episode inside an episode. Episode Inception. Yeah. Episode Inception. I'm sure everybody appreciated Idiot Noises. <laughs> you want a full album? You can... Oh, you, sh- you should have seen the production meetings that went into that track. Oh. You know what's you actually really sad it. is that there was probably, like, you will still have uh, overestimated, I mean, underestimated the amount of time that we put into doing that. Yeah, that was probably the most preparation we've put into a segment of the podcast. It's pretty sad. Possibly it? ever. It's definitely the most, like, editing I'll probably do on, a, a, on like, a 15-second piece of audio. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, so that's Survivor Watch. Yeah, I, I suppose that means it's it. time for the homework movie. Yeah, so... Which, for this week, was the very hyped, I suppose, yeah. Creed. Creed, uh, which... I mean, that was the homework movie, guys, so feel bad if you forgot it was, it's been a while. But, yeah, Creed. So, it's the latest installment in the Rocky franchise. Yep, a bit um, of a spin-off. The main character yep. is not, in fact, Rocky Balboa mm-hmm. this time. So, Adonis Creed. Yeah, uh, or Adonis Johnson, who is the son of Apollo Creed, yep. um, played by Michael B. Jordan. He's the bastard son of Apollo Creed, which yep. is important because Apollo Creed actually has... Uh, Regular children? I don't know say regular children, but he has other kids with yeah. his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Adonis spends his life, uh, early years of his life, in and out of uh, an orphanage or correctional or, center or something uh, In like? and out of juvenile detention. Yeah. Um, and also in and out of orphanages. It's not really clear yeah. where he is at when... When, when, when we first see him, he's just got into a fight in an orphanage. Yeah. Because he just loves the fight. Yeah. It's in his blood. Shock horror. Um, he's got something to prove. Yeah, he's got something to prove, and he's not that great a boxer, really, just to start off with. Yeah. And so, he, yeah, so it opens with that. He gets, like, adopted, basically, by um, uh, Apollo Creed's wife, or yeah. widow now, after he gets killed by John Lord Van Damme, or whoever kills him. Dolph Lundgren. One of those, like... Does Dolph Lundgren dudes. kill him? I thought Mr. T killed him. Might have been Mr. T. I'm Mate, pretty sure I, it's Mr. T. Okay. He gets killed by Mr. T. Yeah. He gets prison killed uh, by Mr. T. And then... Um, do you remember that episode? I do. Episode one. Episode one. Love getting prison killed. Yeah. Anyway, um, he gets adopted and then grows up not as like a poor orphan child. Sort of an angsty... He's like an angsty rich kid. Young man. And then one, in day, one day... That lives in Hollywood has like some like high powered executive job almost. Just, yeah, we you then, don't really know what he does. No, but he he quits that. He's a businessman. Wears a in his spare time goes to Mexico to beat people up in a bo- in for like money. street boxing. In, yeah, in like street boxing. Yeah, and he does that by night. By day, he has a office job. He quits that to pursue his boxing, which his boxing dream is really isn't a big thing in his family because obviously like. His dad was killed. Well, his dad was killed in boxing, so his mum's like, "Oh, you're disowned now because I don't want you to do boxing." Yeah, uh, he. There's this big strong theme of like sins of the father going Pol- on. Polo Creed's nicknames are the Dancing Destroyer, the King of Sting, the Count of Monte Fisto, <laughs> the Count of Monte Fisto, the Prince of Punch, 
The master of disaster, the one and only, the Apollo Creed. You can't beat the Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these boxers love their, like, boxing beat. pun names, don't they? Yeah, I mean, Apollo Creed is modelled after uh, Muhammad Ali, which is why he has so many lines. And Good old so Carl Weathers. Personal what a stuff. Anyway, uh, yeah, there's a strong theme of Sins of the Father going on throughout this movie, and um, Adonis is not close with his dad. He actually sort of hates his dad almost. Yeah, because well, he because he, he never knew he abandoned him. him yeah, well, well no, he no, feels he, like he, he's abandoned. He kind of has abandonment issues, even though he died before, like before he was born. Yeah, um, and so he sort of seeks out, um, sort of on purpose, but like he he's doing so. After he gets this only he moves to he he the wants same to part become a boxer, that, and he goes to all these goes uh, to, boxing he, gyms in California yeah. where he lives, yeah. and he nobody will train him because his mum's like, "Don't train him, I don't," and like the all the whole legacy of his father and stuff yeah. like so that. So he goes to escape that by going to closer to his father, basically by going to New York to Philadelphia to Philadelphia. <laughs> um. And then sort of, uh, it's not really naturally, sure naturally why... trending towards uh, Rocky instead. Like the yeah. the, the other, there's there's two of them. Like there's two huge giants in that city um, from that time. Yeah, Creed and then and then Rocky, and so he sort of ends up seeking out Rocky, uh, who he's really, who's really reluctant, but eventually convinces him to yeah. train him. Um, the thing I really like about this movie is that. You know, there's two fights going on in the movie, and I realise that this sounds like a shitty concept that was thought up by an executive when they needed to make another Rocky movie, right? I know that's what it sounds like. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing about this movie, is the plot is very standard. Yeah. But it's just executed really well. Yeah, you can tell that... And the characters are really likeable. I'm okay with movies that are sequels if someone wanted to make that movie... You know, like, with all those contract renewal Marvel uh, Marvel properties that Sony has, mm. um, no one wanted to make that, like, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, you know, like, no one had this vision for a great movie and pitched it to someone, you know, like, came in and said, this is really what I want to do. Um, I want to make Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. No one did that. I'm fine when it's something that... You know, there was someone's baby. Yeah, so it was the baby of the director, um, Ryan Coogler, who directed Fruitvale Station, which was yep. one of those movies that got reviewed really well, also starring Michael B. Jordan. It was um, a good movie. About, a, um, about the real life, it's sort of like the day um, this real life black man, based on a true story of this black man that got shot by a police officer at a train station. Yeah. And sort of like chronicles all the hours leading up to that shooting. And he just... Yeah, and it's, it's oh, there were so many assumptions made about him by this police. Yeah, but, like just ridiculous. It, it very much examining the racial tension between police and African Americans in America yeah. is what that movie kind of was. And this was uh, I was reading up a bit after watching the movie, and this movie was sort of like one of those dream projects the director had had floating around in his head since he was like fourteen. Yeah, about directing a Rocky or even making a Rocky movie. Um, it was written by the director as well. Uh, making a rocky movie about a black man and and that sort of thing and how he could do an interesting take on that franchise. Yeah, and so I think they pull it off really well. I mean, that's that's the difference. You can feel the difference. It's like it's yeah. another sequel, and and the the plot is sort of 
something you'd expect. It's but like it's Rocky just, Seven at this point. But it's just done well. Yeah. Um, that's like what, what stands out. So there's Adonis's fight to escape the shadow of his father. And then there's Rocky's fight. And thankfully, guys, apparently 70 is the age at which Sylvester Stallone thinks that it's not appropriate to box anymore. <laughs> 60 was fine in Rocky Balboa. 70, yeah. it's too old. His fight is with cancer, which I think is actually done really well in the movie. Like, I kept thinking of my grandfather, who just in the way that Rocky doesn't want to go to hospital, doesn't want to try and, um, you know, do what they, whatever they can to, to, to combat it. Like, it's almost just not interested. Um, he's just like, okay, um, yeah, it, I've he, got this. I'm just gonna, that, that's it for me. Yeah. He just, it, it captures that really well, I thought. And, you know, he said, uh, Sloan was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. For that role. For a supporting actor. And I can understand that. Like, it, it, it's, it feels very true to life, how he reacts to it all. Hmm. Um, and even, you know, when, especially those kind of guys, especially those guys who were boxers or something strong. Like athletes. Yeah, who just believe that they can just, like, push through something or, like, they don't need special help. Um, they'll be fine. Those kind of no-fuss, working-class... Yeah, Exactly. So I, I thought that was really great. You know, there's that scene where he they, yeah, they my, first realize he has cancer and he like think, throws up. My, in the, now that I kind of think about it, my granddad's kind of like that as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a very generational thing. Yeah. Um, I think maybe not quite to the extent of the generation of um, uh, like people that went to World War Two mm. and stuff like that. But yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> well, that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think they do a really great job of that. And there's yeah. this... and it, it's a very standard plot, but yeah. um, the fights all look really good. Bloody Michael B. Jordan got tanked yeah. and crazy quick. He boxing. also got knocked out. Yeah, he probably got set. knocked out. You definitely should look up the YouTube video. It's a segment on Jimmy Kimmel where Sylvester Stallone goes on to talk about it, and they show like a behind-the-scenes clip of... Him getting knocked yeah. out, and he gets just fucked up. Which made it into the movie. It's yeah. the scene that they... I think, it's one of the finale boxing scenes. Yeah, like, comedically, for them, just like zoom in and show it like three times. Yeah, three times motion. in slow motion. That moment where he got Just majestically out. falling. Yeah, because it's worth mentioning that the uh, like antagonist in this movie is uh, played by a real... Boxer. Yeah, yeah boxer. Is he just a... Is he a heavyweight boxer or is he a heavyweight champion? I think it's, it's like... It's a weird category in that I think it's it's like sub heavyweight or something like that where it's not quite full heavyweight right. but it's the like it's for the really big tanked ah oh. those big dudes but not the like really really big dudes <laughs> so it's like the one below proper heavyweight it's like mid to heavy yeah okay I think that's what. Well, who really gives a shit? I don't know. He, I don't know. He still beat boxing. the shit out of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no doubt about that. Who's <laughs> uh, Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, I, I don't think it's spoiling anything talking about this movie, in terms of the plot. Yeah. Um, but there is there's a, some really great nostalgic scenes as well. Uh, I wonder what it was. I wondered what it was like for you because you you really haven't seen a good Rocky movie. This is kind of like the first. 
basically the first Rocky movie I've seen. Right. You've seen bits of Mr. T's one and the Russian one, which is Rocky 4? I don't know. I'm not sure. The point is that those are terrible. Yeah. Rocky 1 and 2, Rocky Balboa and Creed, I would say. Creed's up there too. Creed's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's a lot of iconic scenes uh, that you really appreciate if you if you're a fan of the Rocky films, and like like one of like um, some another thing that really reminded me of a lot of real life um, elderly people that I know is uh, Rocky's um, relationship with uh, with the dead, like his dead. Mm. Um, his dead friends and this whole and his dead wife yeah and the and, and, and Mickey's dead too Apollo's obviously dead um, there's a very good scene where they're talking about like where Michael B. Jordan is trying to convince like he like just just finds out about cancer and he's talking about like e- everything that was good in my life is behind me now yeah it was like, really good and I, yeah but they're all dead now I'm the last one. Yeah. Just sort of, I'm just, you know, join them, just waiting. Um, and that's just like... That, so, that, was, like a, that was a really shit, powerful scene. You know, it goes on in, in, in the world all the time. Um, it's really morbid to think about. And I think as young people, we're not really ready to think about that kind of thing. Mm, yeah, for sure. But, I, you know, someone has to be last. <laughs> it's just really odd to think of it that way. Um... So I thought that was really good as well. There's, that I think it brings in two really great um, issues and allows you to step into the shoes of some different people. I think as a young um, white male, it, it's a good movie to watch to like see up some other things from other people's point of view, from both Michael B. Jordan's character and the director who wanted to tell that story, and it's a really great story about growing old mm. there's that scene where he's sitting with his deck chair eating a sandwich reading the morning paper that reminded me of it. reminded me of something like people yeah. I know and we are talking a lot about the Rocky side of the story but it really is a movie about Michael B. Jordan and oh, his yeah, like yeah, yeah. father issues and living up to expectations and that sort of thing oh, which was just done really well I think it's worth noting the performance of um can't remember her name uh the female lead who is very much just playing the very standard and kind of like marginalized female, yeah. cliched Hollywood wife type, or, or well, like girlfriend type yeah. character. She's definitely she, she only exists in the film for her and Michael B. Jordan to fall in love and then for them to break up and then for them to, in a moment of redemption, get back together at the end of the film. She's there to, 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 act, to be a surprise who like turns up to give him moral support in yeah. the final fight. Yeah. But, and although she is just a cliche, I think... She does very well in the role. I thought she did a great job in the role. I think the chemistry that they have together is really good. I thought the lines that were really good for her. I thought she was, yeah, they were well written. It was... Yeah, and she wasn't just, like... There was more to her character than just being the love interest. Like, she had her own interests and stuff as well, which they... didn't see it. Yeah. Um, Um, No, I think that was really good. For me, I I enjoyed how much of a... I, I, I would reckon that this is probably deliberate but I really enjoyed the contrast between her and Adrian in Rocky 1 in uh, Rocky's uh, wife 
that you know he falls in love with in, in Rocky One because Adrian's character I always thought was really really powerful as well. Um, I, I think that's been this Creed carries the tradition of Sylvester Sir, uh, Sir Stallone's Rockies, you know, namely one that he wrote himself, where it's a pretty standard story, but the characters are really good, even the background ones. Yeah, um, it's very accessible stories. Yeah, well, I think. So in Rocky One, Adrian's character was really interesting because she was very self-centered, and introverted, and one of those people that don't doesn't believe that they can do anything. And um, that was a really great character to see in the movie, to be told, because just like the old man that Sylvester Stallone plays in this one, it's it's a person that exists. Yeah. Um, and he gives her confidence and. And wants her to be come out of her shell more and everything, and uh, yeah, I think that's really great. Um, and and Mickey, if all the jokes that are made about Mickey family kind of things, you sort of forget. Uh, he was a great character too. He was a short, he was Adrian's short, fat brother who worked with Rock at the meat thing. That's how he like punches meat in the first one, and that's how he meets Adrian. Um, who is Rock's friend, but gets incredibly jealous and um, he's, uh, becomes an alcoholic and becomes violent, you know, towards them, busts in, throws bottles at Adrian and stuff. Um, that's a really interesting character just to have in that regular boxing story. He was mm. really great, especially in the second Rocky when, um, you know, Rocky's famous, right? He's getting money. Yeah. And then... He becomes this family member, this, this friend, family member who was originally a, a friend, like a legitimate friend, but is now there for the the fame. Like, ask Rocky for money all the time and all this stuff. It's just really there for that. Mm. So I think this char- the movie carried on really well, having interesting side characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I, yeah, I didn't think it's the best movie in the world, but it was very solid. Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, this won't be appear on my movie movie of the year list hmm. in a couple of episodes time, but it, it's good. Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, if for sure. About it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think now we're going to talk about change gears a little bit and talk about uh, the new Marvel movie that came out, Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange. We've got to talk about this because I think this is going to be a little bit of a disagreement <laughs> episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was not looking forward to this. I don't like car conflicts, you know. I don't like arguing with you, Pete. <laughs> nah. Anyway, yeah. uh, Doctor Strange, just to um, start it off and explain a bit about the movie, it's kind of where we start to draw in some of the cultural appropriation, mystic- Eastern mysticism. <laughs> uh, the magic. Marvel, yeah, the magic of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, which has been in the Marvel uh, comic universe uh, for a long time, it's a really integral part of of the world. Is all this all this magic stuff? Yeah. So it stars uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbumby, Cumberbuns, Cumberbuns, uh, as the self centered Doctor Stephen Strange. Yep. Who loses who, the use of his hands in yep. a car accident, and then goes to uh, Nepal to yep. try and to find yeah like. Valhalla or whatever it was called. <laughs> he's a skeptic. He's a skeptic. I, you know, I don't think it was he's Valhalla. A, he's a he's equal, he's a, he's he's equal part man. skeptic and asshole. Yeah, and he goes to Nepal to find this like mysticism place that they told him about. That some 
like he's been researching all these treatments, has like twenty surgeries. None of them work. And basically, he, none of them work. He's a, he um here's a story of this man who was a quadriplegic and was able to walk after he was after after he healed his spirit, which he thinks is bullshit. Um, but he, he sort of assumes like, that there must be something to yeah. it. Like they must be so giving he, him. He something. spends his final penny and goes to the the pool place and does magic shit and gets take like goes to magic school and becomes a superhero and then there's a fight at the end and he wins and that's the movie wow that's pretty harsh (laughs) i really liked this movie i did not in case you didn't yeah i i so get that so first of all before we get into the movie um i'm really happy that this movie was made um, I never, even five years ago, if you had told me that there would be a Doctor Strange movie, like the people, there would be enough of a base that a major studio would pay for there to be a Doctor Strange movie, um, you know, I would have laughed. No way. Like, same with a Deadpool movie. Never yeah. thought there would be a Deadpool movie, especially this, one this so is good. far worse than the Deadpool movie. All right. <laughs> it's um, It's really great. I think it's a great... Uh, testament to where we're at that that we can have these movies and you know obviously Civil War that was another big turning point for me in terms of a comic book fantasy an actual proper comic book story you know one in which everybody's story lines are already established and it's just a mixing of people and there doesn't need to be a backstory to everything it's just assumed this movie was very much an origin story yeah definitely definitely Um, but I think it it really had a lot of key Doctor Strange uh, moment. So I've read Doctor Strange. Uh, I've read a few Doctor Strange comics, and um, I've read I've read a lot more of just Marvel stuff where he's involved. Yeah. Then I've just read particularly particular Doctor Strange stuff, but there's a bit. Um, and I think he's really great. You know, he's, he's he's definitely he's like that. He's like in the comics, he's like the gateway to Marvel's weird, just weird stuff. Um, Marvel's strange, strange stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he is the Sorcerer Supreme, which means he protects, he's like the uh, Earth's magic ambassador, right? Like, okay. if something threatens the did Earth's magic community. Did he become the Sorcerer community. Supreme at the end of... Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so stupid. <laughs> Why? Why would they let him do it? Like, he's like an acolyte, basically. No, but because he... The reason that uh, Doctor Strange is really good at is, excels at magic is because he's an incredibly intelligent guy, and all magic is is reading and practice and memory. Who also has a a photographic memory, meaning that he can remember all the different pages, all the different spell books. Yeah. So he can really accelerate his. I still just think it's a bit process. ridiculous. Like uh, it didn't sell it enough to me that he that they would just elect him as the Sorcerer <laughs> Supreme what I find, after this one caper. What I find more interesting, right, is... Well, first of all, I'm just going to say, unmolested, that I thought it was a good movie, guys. <laughs> I know, you've already said that. I thought it was, I thought it was a good movie. I thought there were good aspects of it. Um, I, Doctor Strange is one of those characters where... Um, I didn't think it was a very... I don't think it was a bad movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but... Sorry, I didn't... I didn't... Not like the movie... Yeah. I just thought it was not all that interesting. What's even? I enjoyed watching it, but it like. What's even more interesting is that we're so opposite on this movie that even the stuff we liked, the other person disliked. So I, I really liked. I liked the story. I liked how it ended. 
Um, the only thing I really didn't like about this movie was the special effects. Which I, is the only thing you liked. Yeah, I really like the special effects. They do a lot of, like, weird MC Escher-esque, like... Yeah. Weird fight stuff between yeah. all the wizard people, which I thought, was, I thought was done really, really well. The um, magic I really I really didn't like. It was too, like, airy... Like, there's no weight to it. It was too just, like, drawing on the screen with a... Yeah, with no, that, that wasn't the bit. The bit that I liked was the weird, like... Temporal distortion. And yeah, like no, I enjoyed that. Distorting the environment stuff. I thought that was all really cool. There's a, there's but, a scene at the end where these where the there's a fight going on, uh, whilst the rest of the world is being reversed in time. This yeah. disaster has already happened, and it's like um, building the city back together. Like one one guy gets shoved into where a wall used to be, and then the wall builds back up around him as the mm. building gets repaired yeah that that, I, cool. that all that stuff i thought yeah. was really cool but i so i was really looking for a few things to make this a doctor strange movie and one and they ticked off those boxes for me so um uh i thought strange was really good he's meant to be more personable than i thought ben yeah i i thought he was just a bit of an asshole yeah, he's the meant entire to, movie, and he's then meant to and be, then he's and then everybody likes him at the end. Like he's meant to be very self like centered. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but he's meant to be. Him and Tony Stark are almost the same character, right? He's meant to be kind of like Tony Stark, except he is richer. Uh, he's not quite as smart, but he's he's, he's richer. He, um, well, I don't know if he's richer. I don't know. I don't want to compare it to something. Someone's going to call me out either way. <laughs> um, but he, he's meant to be sort of more smooth talking than Tony Stark. And he was just not that yeah. at all. Yeah. In this now, movie. that's hard to compete in terms of movie because Tony Stark is played by Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr., who's very personable, right? Yeah. Like, he's so smooth. Um, but no, I, I think they did that right. One of the really big things in Doctor Strange is the idea that you... Um, the idea of thinking through thinking out a problem and coming up with some weird clever solution to it. There's rarely a boss battle in Doctor Strange, and and um, I guess it's kind of spoiling it, but there are a number of boss the, battles. There are a number of fights, but the end of the movie, it's a uh, there's a solution, right? Yeah. It's, it, it's, yeah. it's 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 like a it's a mental trick. Yeah, that happens. Which I did, I did like that as well. Yeah, I, I but I just I think really a lot of the stuff surround. Like there were cool ideas in this movie, but it just didn't really interest me. Anyway. What I really wanted like, to get away instead of just me saying it's good, you saying it's bad, <laughs> right, is I wanted to explore the reason that you don't like this movie so much, Pete. Because thinking about this, um, even if I would agree with you, yeah. And you have, one of these problems you have is with the plot, with your gloriously bleak sum, summation of the plot at the start of this, right? Um, think, thinking back to some of the other Marvel movies that both you and I have pretty much universally liked, hmm. none of those plots are any more complicated. No, true. The Avengers, a movie that I've seen like 10 times and we were all like, when Ape Shit Over when it first came out, has a very, very, very simple plot, which is yeah. definitely a boss battle. Yeah, that's true. But for me... So what's that, different... Like, the, what is different is that the stuff, the surrounding bits, the characters were charismatic enough. There was enough, like, jokes and whimsy and, mm. like, cool stuff going on 
that I could kind of forgive the really standard plot. But there are definitely jokes in Doctor Strange. I did not laugh a single time. Yeah, really? Yeah. But I did. I, I, I did a few times. Like, I thought the outstanding character in the movie was his cloak. Oh, cloak of that meditation. just... I thought that was really great. Uh, so just trite. Why? I, did you not think it was funny? I thought no. it was funny. No, I didn't. When, there's a great scene where, like, the cloak just, is fighting for him, and it's got this whole air of, like, like the cloak's sort of got this whole air of, it's just like do the, I have to do everything? It's just like him? the magic carpet from Aladdin, basically. Is what the fuck's the wrong is. with that? Yeah, but, it, I mean, I, I did not find it remotely funny. I know, I know. I'm just trying to, like, understand, because everything you're saying, you could have said about so many other movies that we've watched, and you haven't. So I'm just trying to understand why it's this movie. Why did this movie? Look? I don't know. I did, as I said, yeah. I didn't hate the movie, but I didn't really like it. Like I wouldn't recommend it for people to go and see. So, yeah, I, I guess our conclusion it's with kind, this movie it's is kind that of my, it's kind of also my criticism with Ant Man. Like Ant Man was fine. I didn't think there were really any funny bits. Yeah. Um. So I enjoyed Ant Man, and Paul and I Rudd was... wasn't. I I didn't think Paul Rudd was allowed to be as funny as he is in some yeah. of his comedies. Um. Not that Benedict Cumberbatch is a particularly humorous kind of actor. He did, he did all right. He, he does funny stuff sometimes, yeah, I think. But he, he like, did right. <sighs> he delivers. I had, a, line pro- I had a problem with his. I had a problem with his American accent. Maybe, maybe that's me drawing in some of my like existing knowledge of, yeah, of that actor. Yeah. I mean, he definitely graded on me as well. But I, I, I think it was one of those cases yeah. of it just being. You just know he's not American. Like it's, it's just that he's too well known. Yeah. To to do that. Yeah. Um. He could have easily A- been British. Is it Amy matter. Amy Adams? Um, his love interest. Amy Adams is a woman. That's true. I don't, is she? Is he? Is, does she play the love interest in this movie? No, it's not Amy Adams. No. Um, I've forgotten as well. I'm sorry. Yeah, but his love interest was just so marginalised, which I'm getting a bit sick of in these Marvel movies, of having the female characters just being like. It's it's really just like the love interests, like that's yeah. that's what they are in the, in the, in the comics, it, and that goes for female comic book heroes as well. It's yeah. just like I, what I'm kind of saying is, although they are trying to keep him with these comics and stuff, yeah, surely after ten movies we can move past that into something a bit more interesting. And this movie was just in no way yeah. interesting. It was just like a generic origin story. Now there are some really good. Um, Doctor Strange story arcs from the comics. So mm. they, they do have those to draw on if they wanted to. This was definitely not drawn from any particular one. It was just an origin story. Yeah, I think it would have been better if it had not been an origin yeah. story or if they had got his origin out of the way yeah. in like the first 10 minutes. Yeah, I agree. In like an opening montage or something. Because they have already like mentioned him in previous movies and in some of the TV shows, I think. Like, it just could have... They could have made a more interesting film. So, and so I enjoyed, I enjoyed Ant Man, and thought it was funny. So maybe this is this is actually good because now we have a sort of a yardstick. Because before we got nowhere, if you liked Ant Man, <laughs> you probably more like me. Hmm. And then I would say, um, if you're thinking about it already, it's not. It's definitely not the greatest Marvel movie. I'm not saying that, but if you're thinking about it already. Yeah, Doctor Strange. I reckon you could give it a give give it a go. I'd say it's like a six or a seven. And if you didn't think Ant Man was that great, maybe you won't think 
Doctor yeah. Strange is that the good? Marvel, I don't know. My, my favourite Marvel movies at this point are Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, is possibly my favourite. Yes. Um, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers 1, Iron Man 1, 2, and 3. I like all of them. Really? Yep. Wow. Um, I, I think I think both 2 and 3 are terrible yeah and, yeah and that's that's fine i but really i really like three, three. i really like three the ending of three yep i really like three like the false female empowerment of the ending of three yeah, I, I really enjoyed pepper three. just sort of like kickboxes one of them out of the way yeah wow yeah i really enjoyed three i've not watched it twice which yeah. i maybe should to get a better idea of how it holds up but I don't think any of them would really hold up. Maybe Iron Man 1. Mm. Well, Iron Man 1 at the end is just like a shitty boss fight. It is, but I'm when, the rest of Iron Man 1 holds up pretty well. And the Avengers. Like, that's kind of the only ones I like. So I enjoyed Thor 1 and 2, although I don't think they were amazing films. Um, Thor, The Thor movies I like a lot more because I, I like Chris Hemsworth, and I really liked the hero-villain dynamic. I also like Thor Universe. I really like Thor Universe. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that as well. Yeah. Great director. Yeah. And going to be Great director. And it's got like my three favorite Marvel people. Yeah. Apart from Spider-Man. It's got Thor, Hulk, and Doctor Strange. Yeah. Pretty great. Um, So that's going to be cool. Um, Yeah. yeah, Thor 1 and 2 I thought were just kind of okay. Not terrible. Um, Captain America 1 I thought was... Okay, I didn't like Captain America. I didn't. One. I didn't mind it. Yeah. Um, Hated Captain, Captain America, America too. I thought was terrible. Yeah. Um, which it's the one that everybody loves. I don't. Well, not everyone. Well, a lot of people. But a lot like, of people, yeah, got reviewed very well and don't understand. Spoken about with a lot of reverence. It's like this weird thing where like everybody that really like every, there's a bunch of people that really like it and the people that don't like us are just always have the same reaction, which is like. How? Yeah. Did you see yeah, that? Like, I think the reason everybody seems to like it is they're like, oh, it's doing a different superhero thing. They're doing like a spy movie thing, but it's just kind of a shitty spy movie. A lot of people that I talked to liked it because they thought it was sticking it to the man. You know, about how like he's no longer working for America or something. Uh, That's the only thing who reason they like it. But the actual movie he's is Captain so America. bad. Yeah. It's so uh, bad. It introduces fucking Hawk Dickhead, who's just a nothing character. Who's in that movie. Hawkeye. No, the guy who's like the Falcon Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Falcon. He's so oh, bad. The Falcon. He's so bad. There's a character exchange in that movie where, like, I almost walked out. Yeah. When, when the fighting was happening, I legitimately almost walked out. Like, where he just turned, you know, he's just like, he admit, like, the guy just got this wingsuit and is apparently just like a superhero now. <laughs> he's just jumping around doing crazy shit and then he's like cap who do we fight like we're like, the, the ones that are shooting us. shooting at us oh fuck and then that. i look around the rest of the cinema and everyone's like hey that was funny and i'm like oh i hate the world <laughs> people are idiots you, you sheeple <laughs> but uh, i mean that's how i i mean i really hated Iron man 3 though so maybe it's just something that just yeah. happens from time to time where some people like it and some people don't i don't know yeah um, um, for me, I definitely, if we're bringing it up, I would say... Yeah, what's your pantheon of Marvel movies? I'm just going to say the top three. Yep. I mean, I like Thor's, uh, Thor as well, as you know, mm. we talked about. I like Iron Man. Yeah, uh, my, my top three would be Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers 1, and one of the Iron Man movies. Mine would be Guardians of the Galaxy, Civil War, Avengers 1. Because mm. I really like Civil War. Yeah. Civil, Civil War, even the Falcon was good. Yeah, it was an amazing... And like... Tell you what, 
I want to watch After that movie all again. this shit, after like, the shit, Marvel did exactly after the what sh- uh, they said they would do. Such a good time. Like Marvel did exactly what we all said we would do. Like pleading to Fox, hey, I know you've really, really screwed up Spider Man at this point, but give it to Marvel. They'll fix him. They'll find a way. And fine, he was fixed. Totally yeah. fine. He was great. Hmm. He made an ATAT reference. And it was there have great. been a lot of superhero movies this year, and we've seen like all of them. And I've not liked a lot of them this year. Yeah. This year has been a pretty bad year for um for movies. For movies, I think. Well, it's kind of in general. There's been there's a number of movies that we've really liked. Captain Fantastic came out. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about this in, in the in A lot the of the movies, movies that I expected to like, I just didn't. Some of the movies that I didn't expect to like, I did that. Yeah. I really wanted to like Batman vs Superman. Oh, I, I know shit. we've talked that film to death. Yeah. But I wanted to love that movie. Like I have beaten tra- it to death. Yeah. Well, I thought the trailers for that movie looked so good. That's the thing, though. Like, the really telling thing, we all wanted that movie to be great. Yeah. We all well, came in there really open to the idea of liking this movie, liking the movie, and yet we hate it yeah. more than anything. Like, <laughs> if that tells you... Any- Did, that came out this year, didn't it? Yep. Yep. That's what... Same year. I can't believe that and Suicide Squad came out the same year. Real bad. Real, some real bad Just shit. Just garbage. Yeah. There were some really good movies, but I think what we're really, um, what's really hurting this year is last year. Yeah. 2015 was a great year for movies. Mad Max. Um, oh, like just, just what a, great a movie. film. Big Short. Oh, also great. Other uh, stuff that can't there, were, there, yeah, there, were, there were a huge amount of good movies that came out yeah. in 2015. Yeah. yeah. Um, what did you, you want to talk about? So, uh, I think just to finish up, I want to briefly mention a video game that came out a few weeks ago, I suppose. Um, but it's kind of a bit different from what we usually talk about. Uh, I want to talk about Battlefield 1. Yes, please, because which, I'm on the cusp of buying it. Yeah. Battlefield 1 is actually, for one of those sort of those generic Battlefield Call of Duty style shooting yeah, games, yeah. is actually really cool. Uh, for those who don't know, it's called Battlefield 1 because it's set in World War 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, the campaign, you hear, depending on who you talk to, you hear mixed reviews all over the place. I think the idea that they have for the campaign is really cool. Visually, it, it looks... Visually, it's one of the best looking games I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, which the, uh, which are kind of the dice games, um, what they do. Uh, but the, the campaign for the game is you play as, there's like four, um, it's not like you're playing as one super soldier dude who just happens to be in all these different battles throughout the war. And do you get stabbed and then sort of watch something happen for a while and then you're fine again? That's what happens in every Call of Duty. No, no, no. That doesn't happen. You're playing as four disconnected, they're called war stories. So you mm. play as four like self-contained campaign, mini campaigns, which basically. Is good, I think that's good. Um, the th- you do this first mission, which is kind of like a trench warfare battle which i think really sets the tone for the game really well it really captures that um feeling of just world war one was was just fucking shitty just it was just everywhere. dudes running at dudes all this technology that was really untried and true the feeling of like uh, trying to employ um 19th century warfare to the 20th century yeah um and just the shittiness of the commanders and on all sides and kind of the the craziness of that war. So the so, first mission, I think, really captures that well. And each of the four campaigns is uh, you're playing... There's one where you play as a Australian scout at Gallipoli. 
Um, there's one where you play as an American Air Force ace. Um, there's one where you play as a tank driver, which is really cool. And the final one is you're playing as a woman who's a member of like this resistance force, which was fighting with Lawrence of Arabia. Cool. Which Very is really cool. cool. Yeah. So that for for self-contained campaigns, um, nothing particularly like groundbreaking. I just think they're all really solid. Yeah. They're really fun. And the multiplayer um, is where we're all. The multiplayer is so. really where the where the game is at. Yeah. So there's a bunch of what do you it's think? It's like of- your standard battlefield modes. Yeah. I think. What do you think of the multiplayer? I think it's it's really fun. It takes a lot of getting used to after having played Destiny and Overwatch mostly this year. <laughs> yeah. It's very different, a lot slower paced. You die almost instantly. Um, and there's it's all about big vehicle fights. So you can fight... There's like battle trains and battle you can train. fight on horseback. Yeah. And that's actually viable. Um, uh, there's big zeppelins. Like big air balloon, like battle war balloons. Can you, you still can fight, fight man to man? Yes, yeah. that's the only fighting yeah. I enjoy. Yeah, and they employ a bunch of the World War One technology. Like you can have there's bayonet. You can do a bayonet charge, and um, the grenades are like those weird. They're like weird grenades, like the stick grenades and anti tank grenades are basically like a big yeah. stick with four grenades strapped to them that you throw at a tank. Yeah. And they've really adapt. There's a bit more. They're taking a bit of liberty in terms of the amount of automatic weapons mm-hmm. that are in the game, but they oh, they are believably shitty. Good, like because the they reason- really handle. I think they really handle that just the lack of technology from that war yeah. in a good way. It's not all. It's not quite as accurate of having just like all, um, uh, like bolt action weapons basically. Yeah. But, Which is what I wanted. That's that's the reason. Yeah, I wanted it's not the game. entirely that, but it is done well. I think. Good. Um, and all the weapons are really cool and unique looking. Because um, I, you I, can get this. There's this little tiny pistol which oh, is I've like seen a, that. That's great. Where you, you run around like holding it between your forefinger, it's a, yeah, like your finger and thumb. You should watch that video. It's guys, like smaller it's, than your than the palm of your hand. It's impossible to describe how yeah. ridiculous this gun is. Yeah, it looks completely ridiculous, and that's pretty cool. It's yeah, um, it's pretty darn great. And graphically, it's amazing. It's it and it's and it's fun. I might buy I th- it. I then. think we should play it together. That'd be fun. Because I played a lot of Call of Duty. Um, yeah, it's very different time. from Call of Duty. And um, a lot more open some, spaces. Yeah, and... some battlefield. But the problem I had with both games was that the guns just the automatic laser type, like fire straight at the laser beam guns. It just it was the kill time was so quick and it was so oh, the kill easy. time is so quick in this game which is fine as well with you have something like a bolt action rifle which needs to be aimed and fired like for me and the, the reason they, I came the, off the, the thing about the battlefield games is there's physics on all the bullets and stuff so you have bullet drop yeah and that kind of thing um like sniper rifles are very powerful in this yeah and you can spot people and I don't know it's yeah. it's fun, but that's the vehicle warfare is cool. That's all good. That's all good. Yeah, um, I'd recommend. I it. think I probably will get it, uh, depending on how much time I've got. I'm playing a lot of Skyrim special uh, special edition <laughs> right now. Um, just one final thing before we finish talking about Battlefield One. If you are if you play a bit of it and get a bit interested and want to learn a bit more about World War One and what went down, there's this really really great uh, YouTube channel called i think it's called the great war 
which is they start from the 100th anniversary that they like started on like the 100th anniversary of um, the start of World War One. And every week they or they like sort of go week by week of the war oh. and have an episode for like telling what happened week by week and sort of lead up to the war and explaining how the fuck actually did this happen yeah. and why why was this such a big insane event that's great and going to really good depth um really well produced really interesting series mm. there's like i think there's like 300 episodes on there they're all about maybe 10 minutes each so there's a lot of content there if you really want to get some understanding about world war one um quite interesting i think it's called the great war is just search the great war it's like the great war with i don't know some guy with a name (laughs) (laughs) that's great yeah um yeah that sounds that sounds fantastic just to see what it was like from week to week Mm. yeah but I think that might be no, that, all we've got time that's for. That's it for us this week. Um, yeah. This marks the last regular episode of A Beer with Sam and Peter for 2016. Yeah, last episode of the year. Yeah. Can you believe it? Not the yeah, last regular episode. Yeah. Don't, don't turn no. off your <laughs> TV stations. Don't turn off the subscription just yet. Yeah. Uh, so plenty of fine content to come. As we've talked about before, uh, we've got uh, special episodes, uh, holiday special episodes running all the... Every weekend in December. Yep. Leading up to Christmas. Um, I'm really excited for them. We're going to have a guest on every episode and it's going to be a year in uh, episodes yeah, for each year topic that year we cover in, in the show. So a year in review. The first one, and I've said it before, I'm not going to say a year in review anymore because I, I just end up saying a year in review every time. <laughs> so Which is a bad time. It's, it'll be like a year, this year in... Music is our first one. Yep. I won't be there for that one, but you'll you'll have the pleasure of two different guests, so it's going to be fine. And then uh, we're going to do a year in games, and then a year in TV shows, TV shows and finishing and then, up with the year in movies. Yeah, year in movies. So we're going to have a whatever of the year for each podcast. Yeah. Um, if there's anything you Christmas. think we should definitely consider, please let us know. Yeah. So um, um, as of right now, we have recorded. We recorded two of them. Uh, so music any, and any games. TV shows or. Uh, movies you think are worth talking yeah. about, let us know. And that's really important, guys, because there are a lot of movies still coming out this year. Yeah. Um, and some that we missed. Some that we missed. There weren't many, but... And if we're honest, there's some games that we didn't talk about, but, I mean, who cares? <laughs> you just can't talk about it all. Yeah. yeah. The, actually, I didn't think there would be all that much in games to talk about, but then going back and reviewing what came out this year, there's heaps of stuff. Oh, we heaps. had no trouble yeah. filling the time. So, yeah. um... Really, stay yeah. tuned for those ones. Um... And obviously, if you don't play games, maybe don't listen to our game our game review. But yeah, listen to what you're interested in. Yeah, that's, okay. that's why we've separated it out the way we have. Yeah. So as always, um, like us on Facebook and stuff. Yeah. Facebook.com slash review with Sam and Peter. That's the easiest place uh, you can go to find out what we're doing. Yep. And to get in contact with us as well. Yep. We also have an email, you know, uh, which is ab with sp at gmail.com. We also have our... Send us uh, letters. That'd be nice. Yeah. Send us love letters. Send us spam. But don't send us spam. But don't send us spam. All you Nigerian princes out there. <laughs> um, I don't know. We're on we're on Instagram and SoundCloud and all that fun stuff as well. Yeah, whether it be with Sam Peter or AB with SP. Yep. Yep, so, that's us. That's us. 